Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's Thursday, so you're almost to the weekend, you guys. You have Friday. I just can't get you out of my head. Oh, your love is... Okay, to start off the episode, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Before we continue, please leave a five-star rating and a review that would be awesome on spotify and apple it's always a weird line for me to figure out like i want to advertise for myself but i also actually hate advertising for myself because it feels so weird like it just feels so ingenuine and so fake but it's not because i genuinely want to keep doing the podcast but if if like it's 20 years down the road and i have not made a dime i might just throw in the towel at that point because it's a lot more work than i thought but It's not too bad, but I will keep doing it even if I don't make a dime, but not for that long, like not for 20 years. Do you know what I mean? If it's 20 years and I still got nothing and I don't love it anymore, I'm not going to keep doing it. It's got to be one or the other. And I love it now. So anyway, see, anytime I talk about money, it just feels so like an exchange, but that's not bad. Also, you know, I believe in trade. I believe in a good trade. I give you whatever I give you, whatever you think I give you, which is why you listen. And then you give me views and that's awesome. That's a, that's a good trade. I just have to make sure that I'm worthy of your views. So how to do that is something I'm trying to figure out. I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm, I've batched a bunch of episodes and I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like I'm losing my mind because I've been talking into a camera for a long time at this point, a couple hours, and I'm a little bit woozy right now. You can also see from last week, I'm wearing the same, the same sweatshirt as I did from last week's episodes, if you watch on YouTube, sorry, not sorry. It's also just, uh, I like the way that I look in this hoodie because I just like hoodies. I feel comfortable in them. I feel like I can be relaxed. I think I get that after my mom. My mom's a big cozy gal. She likes cozy, comfy clothes, but she's also, especially when she was young, especially when she was younger, she had such cute, comfy style. She still rocks it to this day. And she definitely passed that down to me because I like being comfy. I like oversized. I like baggy and oversized. Give me everything oversized. Give me man's clothes. I get uncomfortable in really tight clothes because I just feel like I'm suffocated. I'm also, I've been thinking about how much I've struggled lately with my, with dressing myself because I like the way that I dress sometimes, but sometimes I put on an outfit and it's just all I have. And I just don't like it. Like I just don't, I'm like embarrassed that I'm walking out on that. Because it's usually just doesn't really match very well. I have not accessorized it at all. And that's fine. Sometimes I don't care. But sometimes I'm like, I really wish that I was better at dressing myself. You would think that because my sister, she's like a fashionista. Well, she just is good at styling. She just has great style. She has like an eye for it. That's like undeniable. She's so good at like fashion, anything. And I've had her telling me what to wear my whole life. But that's the problem is this is this is her fault, actually. So if you're listening to this, this is your fault, Chelsea, because you dressed me to the point where I never got to find my own fashion sense. 
And that's why I suck at dressing myself. It's your fault that I have no taste. <laughs> it's your fault that I have no fashion sense. The amount of times that Chelsea has, that my older sister has made fun of my outfits is, and this is not when we were kids either. This is still to this day. It's just such a sibling thing, to, especially a sister thing to do. You just notice, you just notice when you're, when you're, when your siblings are wearing something horrendous, when they look so stupid and it's not being like, I actually, a lot of times maybe people hear that. And if you don't have siblings, you might think that that's rude or something, but I feel like I just a appreciate it. And even though I just was clowning her, it's not her fault, but I was joking about that. If you couldn't tell, I also just kind of like how siblings keep you humble. If there's one thing siblings are good at, it's never letting you get a big head because they will humble you so quick and they will remind you of who you used to be. They'll remind you of where you came from. They will remind you of everything you're bad at, <laughs> but it's in a, the most loving way. At least you can take it that way or you can take it and get mad. I just like taking it as a sign of that they love you. Anyways, I have been struggling to dress myself lately just i'm so i just don't get it like there's something that i just don't get so i've been trying to reorganize on pinterest and find like my three words and at least find common things that everyone's wearing and the pictures that i li like the outfit inspo pictures that i like so i can at least buy like two of the three like a couple of the items that they have but my sister's so good at it like she does these tiktoks where she um will dress like celebrities or just her friends that are like influencers and people like that she'll make a bunch of outfits and they're all so good like they're so i look at them like how did you think of doing that because i could have never thought of that and i just think where did that go what did what did i get i'm trying to think of what i got that curly hair i guess she gets great fashion sense and is successful and i get curly hair so i guess maybe that's how it evens out oh man what a pain in the freaking rear end okay i'm actually really excited to watch the golden bachelor because i guess the bachelor franchise is doing like an an older man whose wife passed away that seems like it'll be really cute and wholesome and I can't wait to watch. Some shows I've been watching, I guess we're going into this, is One Piece, the anime. I've been re-watching a little bit just because my brother's been here. I've also been playing Boulder's Gate. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons game, but it's a computer game. We're doing no nudity. So just so you know, there is an option for nudity. I did click no nudity just to clarify because I know people are saying stuff online about it. I'm not playing it for the nudity, okay? I'm not into that sort of thing. It's okay if you are. I'm not into it. Okay, enough, enough, enough. And I've just playing, been playing Apex a ton, a ton, a ton. That's what I've been doing and working. I work and I play Apex and then I sometimes go to the beach. And then, yeah, so that's basically what my life is and it's pretty great. Okay, this episode is inspired by the song, I Just Can't Get You Out of My Head. I actually don't know how that song or if that's the title. It used to be in Just Dance 2 or something that was like, I just can't get you out of my head. This episode is inspired by that because I heard it and then I was thinking about how I can't actually get out of my own head sometimes. So it's not, I can't get someone out of my head. It's just that I, well, other than OCD, I can't get that out of my head, but I also just can't get myself out of my head sometimes. So I wanted to talk about that and just my experience with that. I don't really have a ton of tips on it. I think I just wanted to maybe relate to anyone that feels like they get stuck in their head sometimes and feels lonely and misunderstood because of that and I think it just is so different for people. I heard somewhere that 
there's a lot of people that don't have like a voice in their head. They don't have internal dialogue. And I was shook by that because that's freaking weird. I cannot imagine not having an internal dialogue constantly constantly and that's not like a flex like i think sometimes people talk about like their mental health and not doing mentally well as like a flex almost that's not how i think about it i just am trying to be realistic about my experience and just kind of be funny about it maybe i just think that that's freaking crazy that some people actually don't have like the inner dialogue there's a lot of people that don't so it's not like some crazy weird thing it's just so odd from my experience because i have so much going on in my head all the time sometimes it's so helpful and i think there's a beauty about it for me and it's not like overthinking sometimes it's just I want to understand a lot of things where OCD comes in is where I want everything to click and I want to get it like I just want it to all just like feel good in my head and to really understand it fully even small things I had someone DM me and ask me if they if I related to ruminating over small random things just day to day that I just want to understand like I want to get it I want to understand I want it to feel right even an album cover titles of things paintings art it's all related to art mostly there's other things just like scripture or um but someone is telling me or a quote and I just want to feel like I want to understand the full depth of what that means and I want it to feel like it clicks and I want to know the intention if it's good bad I don't know it's just this weird thing that I have um and it takes away the magic sometimes of just enjoying something so that sucks um but I think I'm working on not letting it take the magic away and just still being uncertain and being like yeah I don't really understand this and it doesn't necessarily feel right but that is probably okay and I think I just will have to just not ever understand or not know if I'm feeling the right way about something this one's for all of my girls and guys that feel misunderstood or they feel just maybe a little bit weird and out of the norm of their friends or family who feel like they're a little bit more in their head than you know people around them and they that's the thing they actually you actually might be in your head just as much as everyone else but you know how do we gauge that fully other than having really open honest conversations about our daily experience which we don't always like to have and don't need to have but there probably are more people around you than you think that are just like really in their head a lot and overthink everything and dissect everything and overanalyze but I also think that you have a beautiful you have a capacity to think very deeply about things and I think that's very beautiful my grandma used to tell me that that just means that you're intelligent sometimes because I have OCD I feel like I'm not ever allowed to figure anything out but I'm like no no no. it's just those things that you can't figure out like I it just depends on why I'm trying to figure something out it's if I'm stressed over it and if it's something that feels unanswerable and it's just a general I don't want to feel a certain way and I'm trying to think myself out of a feeling that's never going to work being in your head too much is really for me just okay let's say that I'm going to lunch with a friend the whole time I'm worried about what they're perceiving me as and I'm worried I'm worrying about what my pers- what they perceive me as and who they perceive me as if I'm acting how I normally act or like if they say something, I'm like, does that mean that they don't like this about me? Or, or or like when we order something and they offer to get mine, I'm like, oh, like, no, that's okay. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then I f- I'm like, oh my gosh, should I have said yes? Like, I'm literally so rude. I should have said yes. But it's not the thing. Like, there's like a difference. I feel like for some people, that's kind of where it ends. They're just, or, they're just recognized. Maybe I should do this next time. 
And then that's where it ends. And then they make a decision and they can move forward with that decision and they don't stew over it. They don't have anxiety over it. They don't like replay it over and over and over and over again. I've learned that that's not how everyone works. I thought everyone worked the same as me because you just growing up, you just think everyone's the same in their head. And then there's some people like me, what I'm trying to get to is that place where I can make a decision in the moment, like where I can make a decision and not like obsess over it or not ruminate or overthink it to death. Um, until I feel like I procrastinate even changing anything about my behavior or something I'm doing because I'm too busy trying to like already solve it in my head when really sometimes there's nothing to do but just to do actions externally and to physically act on things or you know make decisions and then just be disciplined and stick with that but if that was me I would think about that and then I would just keep thinking about it the whole lunch with that friend and just be like she doesn't like me like she doesn't want me to be here I probably have always been a bad friend and then I would go back and try to find all these situations as to why I'm a bad friend and why she probably is just trying to be nice and doesn't want to be my friend anymore and just like I'll overthink the smallest things to death same goes for an album cover like I mentioned previously if I see um, an album cover that's maybe a little bit gruesome or has like blood on it or something has kind of like a darker tone to it I'm always like do I feel the right way about this like should I not like this should I like this am I supposed to feel like what was the artist's intention behind this but it's not just like oh that's like a cool album cover like a little bit dark and then that's like that's like all they think about it for me it's like I want to know the intention behind it I want to know what they felt when they made it I want to know what they want me to feel I want to know why the colors like I just want to I want it to click I want it to understand it but there's just like a fine line I'm trying to discover and I'm not gonna be perfect at this ever and I'll probably overthink my whole life um, but I'm trying to just bring more joy and more space to just feel things and to make decisions and move forward with stuff instead of just get stuck in my head and stuck in the past or stuck ruminating but yeah it's just always weird stuff that just keeps escalating and escalating so the faster I notice that I'm doing it then the faster I can just start to notice what's around me and start to be like okay I'm actually here right now I can let all of this go. It might take a while for it to just kind of go away, but I can actually let this go and just be present with what's in front of me. And that's something that's preached all the time, but it's still a hard practice just because everyone talks about it doesn't mean that everyone does it. I think also being in your head a lot is just kind of a protective thing because sometimes I think, Okay, if I'm in my head a ton and I try to figure out, it's like really just a sweet thing your brain is trying to do, but it just has really bad effects. But the intention is usually just trying to protect yourself. I've found for myself personally, because I'll overthink my now relationship um, a lot. I'm better at this now. I'm getting better at this because I at the beginning, I used to have crazy relationship anxiety and OCD because I think just from my trust issues from being betrayed and and just being lied to definitely led to trust issues and not trusting my own judgment of character not trusting my my not trusting myself to be able to make decisions and find a good partner i had to learn a i'm not accountable for other people's actions so i just find people that i think i see good traits in and i've learned a lot more about people and 
males specifically now and what to look for and what not to look for but so I think I have a good head on my shoulders but there's always still just like this fear but I used to overthink my relationship almost to death like where I would not feel connected I would be so anxious I couldn't even be present if I describe to you guys some of the the torment that relationship OCD had on me I am just thinking now about how far I've come with that where I'm so proud of myself but I used to lie awake at night and just sob and just be like should I stay should I go am I supposed to feel this way am I not supposed to feel this way and the overthink I talked to my mom about this and she was like when you start overthinking your relationship and start to try to figure out if it's going to work out or not but you overthink it she's like has that ever helps the relationship and I'm like no it only makes it worse it only makes me feel less connected to him and only makes me feel angry or confused and it just creates a barrier to where I'm now doubting myself my own capabilities and his so it just never is helpful and I think it's definitely a protective thing so it comes from you know a, a place of love but at the same time I think also out of place of love and understanding and now at a place of further understanding I now know that it's not the best to just overthink I don't know. I feel like I just miss out on being in my life. (laughs) Like get out of your head and into your life. That one book. There's so many books about this and I should probably read one soon again, but it's just a, it's a really hard practice for me and for someone who's been in their head their whole life and not even realized how much they live in their head. It's really, it's a really scary practice. I don't think people talk about that a lot. It's really scary to let that go because that's been like your protector for a long time because my anxiety has been this weird protective monster. This is like how my inner, this is how I see my inner child and how I see my relationship to anxiety from the perspective of being a little kid and through my inner child's eyes. Okay, it's like being in a storm and you're a little girl and all of a sudden you run into the only person that you can see at the time during the storm And it's a big, like, cute, dumb monster. And it's big, red, and fluffy. It's way bigger than you. And it protects you from the storm. It blocks some of the wind. And so you think it's helping you, you know? And and it brings you into some... Okay. It's like... It's like being... I see it as like me as a little girl it's like one day I just found this big old red dumb but kind of cute monster okay it's really big red and fluffy that's how I see it and one day there was just just a storm or something and this monster came to my rescue is what it felt like it said I know there's a lot of uncertainty so here's what I think we should do And thus came overthinking, compulsive behaviors, pinching myself, all of these things. That's it's like the monster was telling me to do it because it was protecting me from something. And that's what the goal of my brain and my anxiety is always doing is trying to protect you. But it was a dumb monster. So it's it was like hurting me, but I thought it was helping me because it was a little bit helpful because it was something that I used to survive. So it's like having a protective monster that's dumb, pushes people away because it's scared of 
It doesn't want anyone to hurt you. Scared of rejection. You just let this big monster kind of take the lead because you're like, well, I know nothing else. So I'm just going to let you, you know, run, run this town. But it has a lack of understanding and it's dumb because it's a dumb monster. But then as you get older and older, you start to realize that your monster is only hindering you. I don't know. I feel like crying and making you actually more miserable because you are now too scared to go outside because and you're so scared of rejection. You're so scared of failure. You're so scared of being un. You're scared of being helpless because you've been having this monster tell you that you, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. It's too scary. It's too scary. You might fail. What if? What if? What if? But you keep seeing people around you with no monsters and they're fine. You've grown to like feel like this monster loves you and feel like it's protecting you. And so it's almost really sad to let it go because it doesn't know any better. And it's just was trying to help. But you have to. So it's like... Sometimes I have to visually picture hugging that big red fluffy monster as like a little girl and just being like, I don't need you anymore. I can do this on my own. It's time for me to go meet other kids, to go play, to go build stuff, do stuff. And I don't need you anymore. But thank you for trying to protect me. But I can do it now. <laughs> I'm sobbing. It's such a weird, scary, sad thing to let it go. And it's not always like a one and done thing, you know, where you say goodbye to it and never returns. I think it's more so just change your relationship to it, to change your relationship to being in your head so much. Um, you can handle your emotions. You can handle feeling whatever is asking to be felt. And you are in control. And even if you feel big emotions, those emotions don't control you. You control you still. So to feel them is actually giving you more empowerment because you recognize that you have a capacity to feel and you don't have to think your way out of feelings. You don't have to think your way out of emotions or confusing things all the time. You sometimes just have to get out of your head and you'll find a part of you that's been wanting to be found. Anyways, maybe I should write a book called The Big Red Fluffy Monster and have it be about anxiety and OCD and what OCD is like because it feels like a monster, but you also know it's coming from a place of trying to protect you, but it's also like a literal monster. Anyways. Okay, thanks for listening to my spiel on that. Sheesh, I don't know why I, why I was crying. Okay, let's do a Dear Abby, and then I'm going to do Phone in Front of Me, and I think I'm going to call my little brother because he's at the beach, and he's been at the beach because I kicked him out while I recorded this episode. Dear Abby, I am wondering if you have ways of overcoming introvertedness the other day i was with a group of friends and the whole time i was thinking i want to go back in my room and i just want to be by myself <laughs> and there might be some underlying feelings but i usually just go to work and home but i know that having yourself surrounded by people every now and then is healthy so yeah, I am wondering if you have advice for finding ways to overcome introvertedness. Thank you. Okay, that is a great question. And that is a hard one to answer coming from someone who has to legitimately force myself to go hang out with people other than my family. Um, I don't know if you have siblings or family that you're close to. I've found that I feel very 
very like extroverted with some of my family members, but with friends, I totally feel so introverted all the time. Like I just want to be alone. I think there's probably underlying feelings to wanting to just be alone. Maybe you don't feel very seen by your friends or you just internally think maybe they actually don't like you or if they knew like how you actually felt or who you, you know, think you really are, maybe they wouldn't like you. Sometimes I feel that that way that I'm like, maybe if they knew all about my inner world and everything that I struggle with or everything that I think about, I don't think they would like me anymore. And so I almost just choose to be alone because it's easier. But I also just actually love being alone sometimes. And I don't think that's something that needs to be changed. But I but I do understand, I understand probably why you're also reaching out and why you're asking because there is probably a part of you that craves like a deep connection with someone or just like friends that you feel like you can relax around and you can still be introverted around them. But it's really hard to come by to find a friend when you're super introverted that you feel very comfortable enough to be your introverted self around them. I don't see introverted as being necessarily shy. I think introverts can definitely hold their own and have normal conversations, be very confident and maybe a little bit awkward because I think everyone can be awkward. But I've also, I think I've had to learn how to not be as annoyed with people. I've always, I just get annoyed with people really easily. That wasn't, that's not anyone else's fault, but my own that I'm being annoyed. I'm letting something annoy me. So sometimes I've realized that's kind of why I shut myself in. Okay. Stop talking about myself. Okay. I need to stop talking about myself. I'm just trying to figure out, I'm giving myself some time to think about how to answer. Okay. This is, this is, okay. This is what I think. This is what I think. You already know that you're introverted. So you know that about yourself. So I'd say the two things on both sides, a make sure that you've really been able to accept that you're maybe just very introverted and you do like spending a lot of time alone and that actually fills your cup more than being around people because that's what I've noticed about myself when I'm alone and I have my headphones on and I'm listening to some lo-fi or study music or something and I'm just working and I'm painting and I'm doing things that I like to do I feel like my cup fills up Sometimes when I'm around people, especially people that I have to be more extroverted around or just be more, um, or I just feel really misunderstood by and they don't get me, uh, I, it's just exhausting. And that's not bad. I think that's very normal. And I don't think you have to be best friends with everyone. So just come to peaceful terms with yourself and start to love that you're a little bit introverted. Definitely own that part of you, own the introverted part of you, and that's a superpower on its own. But like I said before, there is probably a deeper craving to have deeper connections, closer friends, um, to want to enjoy being around more people. And so it is hard to kind of find out if maybe you're just with the wrong people that you might not ever feel really calm around them and you might never really feel like you can be yourself and open up and they might not bring out sides to you. Like maybe someday you'll find people that do bring that side of you out and, and that it's more natural. I think you probably just can't be fake around people. And so when you have to put on face or when you have to act a certain way, 
it's like it's just really exhausting and you're just like i'd rather not act like this or i'd rather not be around this because i have to keep this up or whatever even though you don't have to but let's be honest around certain people or just if if you're not with people that you feel understood by it's just inevitable that you're going to feel that way so maybe it's just you haven't met the people yet that'll make you feel like you can recharge around other people rather than just alone definitely think it's a mix of coming to terms with yourself and loving that you're introverted you know that you have those parts to you and there's power in that but also maybe recognizing if you feel annoyed when you're with people if you feel frustrated if you feel rejected or if you feel like you're putting on a mask in front of other people and maybe that's why you get exhausted or that's why you just want to be alone maybe ask yourself those questions and then from there you can kind of work towards breaking those down these things are not very black and white like these types of questions because there could be a lot of different things but I would say that's that's the first couple of things that come to my head that you could maybe do moving forward but yeah, it's not black and white. Like it's not like, well, you're just introverted. You can't do anything about it. And it's not just like, well, you're just scared of rejection. It's kind of some in-between things where you may, you are just introverted and that's okay. You might just have to recharge alone. doesn't mean you can't have really beautiful, deep connections. And it doesn't mean you don't enjoy being with other people. So good luck. Let me know if you find out uh, because I would want that advice back. Let me know if you find out how to do that because... I would love to learn that. Okay, time for phoning a friend of me. I'm going to call my little brother, see how he's doing at the beach, because, again, I dropped him off. Let's see how this goes. I'm going to ask him about the, the question and then some rapid-fire questions. So, dude? Hey. Um, you're on my podcast right now. Oh, the change of demeanor step, dude. Oh, hey, everyone. Uh, um, hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> oh, sorry. Doing pull-ups. Hold on. 302. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Um, sorry. I'm just riding the wave right now. Sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Okay. Well, I first... Did you listen to Did you listen to last week's episode? Yeah, like the frenemy thing. Yeah, that's what you're doing right now. Then we are frenemies. Yeah, then we will be frenemies for this conversation. Friends, but also enemies. You know what they so say? Keep your friends close, and your and your frenemies closer. Wait, frenemies and your and your frenemies closer. Yes, nice. Okay, first things first, I'm going to ask you the Dear Abby question and give your advice. Okay. Um, well, first, state your name. What's your name? You don't have to say your name if you don't want. My name is Beep. Okay. How old are you? My name's Cole. I am redacted years old. No, I'm just kidding. I'm 22 years old. Okay. So annoying. He's the annoying little brother. Just kidding. Okay, twenty-two. What? Only twenty-two. I didn't say you. I said you were the annoying little brother. Oh, I'm done. Um. Okay. So what? Okay. This was the dear Abby question. Being an introvert, like he's saying, I'm an introvert, but it's also 
like I, it's hard for me to even want to go hang out with people. So how do you kind of get over your introvertedness? Well, and then I don't know if you're an introvert because you're you're like an introverted extrovert or an extroverted yeah. introvert because I know you can be introverted, but you also are like the life of the party, but you have a lot of people pleasing tendencies. Also. Yeah. Oh, that's spot on, dude. Yeah. But what do you think about that? If you're an introvert, if you're an introvert, how like, do you how get yourself you, to go hang out with people? Yeah, like how do you get yourself to enjoy being around people more? Like what do you think is impeding that enjoyment? Honestly, okay, I was actually thinking about this earlier because I was thinking about because I am, because it's weird because sometimes I'm like, am I extroverted because I love hanging out with people, but my battery drains so fast. And I just don't want to talk to people. But I think the biggest thing, at least for me, is finding someone who's like a catalyst for like my my sociality. I don't know if that makes sense. But like, because like there are people that you that just like kind of awaken like your social. Mm. Is sociality a word? I don't. Social. I don't know. It just awakens the social butterfly in you. Like I have a couple of friends where. If I'm with them, like, you're just, like, you know, so crazy or you're just are a lot funnier. Or I'm more outgoing. And so at least that's the thing for me is just find that friend who will open you up and help you kind of get out of it. Because when you do it alone, it's kind of it's really hard. Yeah, that's actually good advice. That's I think that's that's probably better advice than I gave because I couldn't I was like, you have to kind of just accept that you're introverted, but also you probably crave having some connections and enjoying being around people. So I think sometimes I just, I don't, but I don't know how to do that. So that's what he was asking. So that's good advice is to like find someone who can pull that out of you, which is kind of a hard thing to do to find someone, but I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. It's weird. So I get better advice. So I won today. <laughs> what? I win. You won. Cole did win. This is, this is why, because I'm doing this to see who has better advice. And to if I ever die, who will take the new deer, Cole will be next. You should create a leaderboard for the, your frenemies that give the best advice. And then at the end of the season, you have them all come on. And the top three have a showdown. Just a showdown of Dear Abby questions. I'm like, everyone, we're going to exploit you, but send us in your most intimate questions that you have. <laughs> and we'll figure out who gives the best advice. Okay, now we have rapid fire questions really fast. So these are going to be really random, and they're also one word. One word. Like, like don't make them long, pretty much. Just don't talk a lot is what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Okay, what has been your favorite age so far? I mean, you're only like 10 years old, so. 18. Okay. How often do you floss? I try to floss every day. Oh, that's more than one word. Yeah, that's more oh. than one word. Watch it, kiddo. I, every day, every day. If I don't have floss, then I won't floss, Ah, uh, you're a wise guy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Um... Uh, 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 uh. Have you ever ran a song for someone? Written a song for someone? Uh, yeah, that's what I asked. Yeah, I have. What the? For who? A girl? <gasps> no. 
Wow, poor girl, you freaking simpy boy. Simpy beta boy. On my mission. Oh, that's cute. Wait, is that the one that you sang? Yeah. Did you well, send a actually, video of it? My buddy wrote most of it. I wrote like a verse. <laughs> You're about to take all the credit, but then you thought, what if he listens to this? <laughs> I would have been screwed. What if the small chance? Uh, okay, okay, moving on, moving on. Uh, what is your favorite? What is your favorite Disney character? We weren't really like big Disney kids, really, growing up. Yeah. But um, technically, Star Wars is Disney now. Yeah, I was gonna say Darth Vader, but. Okay, that's fine. We'll do that. No, we'll do that. No, we'll do that. No. I'm going to do... Oh, my gosh. Baloo. Baloo the bear. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, two more. Yeah, okay. Um, a night in or a night out? Night in. Night in. Nice. What non-existent job do you wish existed? Uh, uh, this is a weird one. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, never mind. We're going to... <laughs> Ew. Do you say gas? <laughs> I said pass. Oh. Okay, what is your Okay, what what is your go-to Wait, what is your last Google search? Uh, we can edit this out for mom and dad if we need to. Let's see. I know you're picking the third one back cuz the first one's probably too weird. Just delete all my history. No, just kidding. Wait, how do you even look at that? I'm an idiot. You just go to Safari. And then you just hit like you're going to type something. Wait, wait. No, you don't. Wait, hold on. You go to where it has like a book. Oh, the book. Yeah. And then you go to like the clock on the right. And then you scroll down and it shows like this morning Google search. Mine says, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Well, just hurry. All right. Well, the last one was for the climbing gym. I went to yesterday. The one before that was... I was watching Obi-Wan Kenobi and wanted to know more about the Inquisitors. So I looked that up. <laughs> freaking nerd. You're never going to get a freaking girlfriend. Edit that out. Edit it out. Well, do you have anything else you want to say to the podcast before you before you go? And then I can come pick you up from the beach. Um, stay frosty. No, that was stupid. That was I don't stupid. have anything to say. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining hey, us, Cole. Honor. We love you. You're my favorite brother. Aw, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay, see you in a minute, pretty much. All right, see you in a bit. Okay, bye. I love you, bye. All right, well, there you have it. For those that are going to ask, Cole is, I think, single. I'm not really sure what his dating thing is like right now, but he I don't, he doesn't have a girlfriend that I know about, at least. Uh, he's such a sweet guy. He's so fun. He really is, like, the life of the party, and he's just always been a sweetie pie okay that's it for this episode you guys thanks for listening to dear abby and i will see you guys next week have a great weekend take yourself out do something fun do some real self-care sit with yourself journal and just try to be as present as you can and you're not going to be perfect at it not and don't overthink being present that's not how it works thank you guys again for listening feel free to leave me a a rating a five-star rating and review love you bye oh hey,
넘어진 바빠 개설레임 바꾸는 사람들